Welcome to Still Growing in Grace, a weekly program dedicated to inspiring joy, giving hope, and delighting in grace. This program is brought to you by Hope Fellowship, your community church located on the second floor of the St. Jacob's Outlet Mall. I'm Pastor Mike Zenker, and for the next half hour, I'll be sharing with you a message of hope that will help you expand your understanding of God's love and amazing grace. So many are tired of trying harder to live the Christian life. I've got great news for you. You can stop trying. God already deeply loves you, totally accepts you, and really, really likes you. Enjoy today's program as we dig deeper into what it means to be still growing in grace. Hello and welcome to Still Growing in Grace. Have you ever thought that trying to live the Christian life is difficult? Or even worse, when trying hard and then trying harder to live the Christian life is burning you out? Is there any hope? Does it get any better? There are many people trapped in a misunderstanding of what it means to live a Christian life. They've mistaken it for the Christian religion versus the Christian life. And today, I want to talk about that. I want to talk about some of the joys that we were meant to experience in the life of Christ. If you've grown up in church at all for any period of time, or if you're totally new to faith, then this particular talk today is going to be encouraging. But if you've grown up in the church, maybe you've got some misconceptions that need to be unlearned. One of the biggest verses that have helped me understand God's intent for how we are to live comes from John 10.10. It begins like this. I'm going to begin with the Passion Translation and then read some other translations underneath it so you can get the comparison. A thief has only one thing in mind. He wants to steal, slaughter, and destroy. The New American Standard Bible finishes the sentence by saying, I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. I love that. I love the word abundant. You may have heard the term abundant life. This is where they get it from. The New Living Translation says it like this. My purpose is to give life in all its fullness. (laughs) That's beautiful. And if you ever heard of Eugene Peterson's The Message Translation, which is a really nice paraphrase, it goes like this. I came so they can have real and eternal life, more and better life than they ever dreamed of. Is this something you can use to express your life? Can you say, this is what my life looks like? Or hear from the Passion Translation, which many of you may not have heard this version of the verse. It goes like this. But I have come to give you Everything in abundance, more than you expect. Life in its fullness until you overflow. Wow, that is incredible. Is this God's heart for you and for me that we walk in this thing called abundance, abundant living? Well, I guarantee you there are so many people frustrated today disappointed, failed expectations of what they had hoped for about this Christian life they say they're living. They were promised so much more. They were promised that if I believe in Jesus, everything's going to get better. But 
it hasn't. In fact, it may have almost gotten worse. So what was the sales pitch? What drew you in to actual faith? What made God attractive or Jesus attractive? Well, I'll tell you right now, I'd rather believe God's words and his opinion of his intent for us than anyone else's, whether it's a church, a book, anyone, my neighbor. I want to hear what God has to say. And in John 10, 10, it says, a thief has only one thing in mind. He wants to steal, slaughter, and destroy. But I've come to give you everything in abundance, more than you expect, life in its fullness until you overflow. That is what I want this show to reveal to you. I want you to see you do have this abundance in you and you have full access to it. How do we access it? This is going to be fun. I'm going to warn you a couple of things. First, be prepared to be teachable. Not gullible, teachable. There's a huge difference. Many people sit in a, in a church and they listen to the minister and just blindly receive every single thing that is shared from the pulpit. I don't think that's necessarily the wisest. You may be under a great teacher. That's fantastic. But I'll tell you this, your true teacher is the Holy Spirit. I know in the place that I work, I tell the folks that when every time I teach, not every time, but almost every time, don't listen to my words. Trust the Holy Spirit in you. Because the Holy Spirit may be saying something different to each individual than what I think I'm saying when I share joy, hope, love. I, at least I think I am. I hope I am. I want people to get that message. But what is the receiver hearing? So be prepared to be teachable. Be ready to receive information that you have not heard before or an, uh, an expression of how to interpret a certain verse in a way you may not have been exposed to before. Maybe you have this little list of this menu in your hand of all the meanings of Bible verses and stories because you've been in Sunday school, you've grown up in church, you know what that verse means, you know what that uh, parable means, you know what that story over there means, you know exactly what revelation means, you totally understand uh, all the prophets and you know all the stories of the Old Testament, and yet, I tell you, there are many ways to see, hear, and read these texts. I want you to understand it. I want to tell you this as well. Everything that I'm sharing with you here, Everything I am sharing because it's gone down deep into me. It is a it is burned deep in my heart. It's it's not fake. I'm not reading to you from a book or a somebody else's sermon or thoughts. Yes, we all learn from different leaders. We have different books we've been exposed to, but the package I'm bringing to you today and in the weeks to come, this comes from multiple places where I've gleaned information from. I heard one person said, um, uh, I milk a lot of cows, but I make my own butter. <laughs> I love that. I thought that was hilarious. Because we do remember uh, who says what sometimes, and then later we forget who was that source that spoke into our hearts. Well, I want you to know everything I'm going to be sharing with you, I am either walking through right now, or I have walked through and wrestled with. And believe me, if I'm having a struggle with something, I'm going to be very transparent. I'll be honest with you. Say, I'm wrestling with this one still, but I'm stuck with this scripture in my hand. That's what I want this to be. There is no arrival. 
<laughs> That's why I call this, this show Still Growing in Grace. There's been many times I was learning grace, <laughs> and we can talk about that definition at another time, but there were times I thought I understood what grace was, and then I'd arrived, and boy, oh boy, you can't argue with me. I, I, in fact, I have the PowerPoints to prove it. <laughs> I have not arrived. This journey does not end. But I've discovered that there can be, and there is, a joy in the journey, peace in the journey. And for those of you that are struggling in your walk, uh, in your Christian life, your, your walk of faith, your spiritual journey that you're, you're on, if you're struggling and trying to understand more, or at least wish there's a better hope, something, oh please God, may there be, uh, I need some answers. I'm not getting them from the system I'm exposed to. I hope that this program will bring hope joy, and excitement as God reveals some things to you. And we're all on this journey. The intent of all that I'm sharing is not uh, uh, to get information into you. I'm not just trying to make sure I get my bullet points said, so there we go, you've been taught. That's not at all what this is going to be. I'm not trying to get information into you. But I'm trying to open you up so the Holy Spirit can reveal to you what it is you need to learn right now. Wherever you may be on your journey, right now is where the Holy Spirit wants to wake you up, give you hope, get you excited about the abundant life you've been promised. I want this. I'm experiencing it. Am I experiencing it all the time? Uh, no, I am not, sadly. I'm not, because I am still learning and growing. And not only am I learning, I'm, uh, this is even more painful. You're, you might resonate with this. I'm actually unlearning. I'm unlearning misconceptions. I'm unlearning limited lenses of what grace can be, who Jesus is, who is the Father. Um, I'm unlearning not, um, actually another word would be, I'm, I'm continuing from an incomplete understanding. There we go. That's an even more beautiful way to put it. While I unlearn, and instead of looking back and seeing all that I learned in the past as wrong, it may not have been wrong. It was incomplete. I've grown up from that. I'm sure that when you were a child, your parents taught you a thing or two uh, about playing uh, on the road, as in don't play on the road. Well, you didn't need that instruction as you grew older because you had learned you don't run on the road while cars are coming and you play in the safe areas. There's wisdom there. But there are things we haven't been told at a young age because we weren't prepared or ready to hear it. So be ready to unlearn even your own misconceptions. And did you know there are a couple ways that we learn? One of them is we get information into us. And how do we do that? We can do that through going to school, lots of information intake. We can watch videos, lots of information coming in from videos. Uh, we can sit in conferences and learn. We can read the Bible. We can read Christian books. We can read non-Christian books. Yes, there's some good stuff out there. But this is about information, getting information into us. I would like to suggest that you don't pursue information for the sake of information. 
I'm going to suggest that you learn from a different source. And that source is Christ in you. And here's what's going to happen. He's going to reveal something in you. And that is called revelation. Revelation is what we need to be praying for. Not reformation, not uh, more information, but a revelation of something deep in us that it will suddenly awaken. And we realize, oh my goodness, I did not know that was true. That's what revelation does. It comes alive in us and not as a new thing. Please don't believe for a second that the information you're going to hear and think it's new, maybe new to you, that it's new information because Christ is in you and he's the one revealing it. So when you hear something exciting, something that makes sense and is like, this is true for me, that's because it's already been true. Christ in you is awakening you to that. Information will inform you. That's big. It's, it, it's good. There's value to that. But revelation, my friends, will transform you. And that's what we've been called to, to a complete transformation, a renewal of our minds, because he wants us to walk in this abundance that I began the show talking about. In John 16, 3, it says, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. And I'm going to suggest that all truth has a name. His name is Jesus. He did say, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He's going to lead you, listen to this, into all truth, yes, but into himself. And when you recognize himself, oh, you're going to now see that he is in you. You'll be looking inward. Let's come back to this at the second half of the show. I hope you've enjoyed this first half. Family run, family owned. So their focus is on you. Conestoga Lodge Retirement Residence is a full-service retirement home in Kitchener. And you'll be impressed to know that they are not a big corporate chain. They're quality-driven with a focus on each and every individual. Conestoga Lodge offers permanent and short-term stays. To book a free, no-obligation tour, you can call 519-576-2140 or visit online at conestogalodge.com. Are you looking for an encouraging church where you'll discover hope in God who truly loves and accepts you? Hope Fellowship in North Waterloo meets every Sunday at 1030 and the great coffee is only the first thing you'll appreciate. If you're looking for a safe place, a relaxed community of people who want to grow in the freedom of God's grace, welcome to Hope Fellowship, second floor of the St. Jacob's Outlet Mall. Learn more at hopefellowshipycc.com and they do have that great coffee. If we are called to live an abundant life, if this is the promise, then we need to explore what life is. And I'd like to suggest today, if you've never thought about this, who are you? Who am I? And I'd like to suggest that if we can see what our spirit and soul is, we'll quickly discover that our soul, our spirit is the very essence of who we are. It is literally our, our identity. I would venture to say the word spirit is probably far more accurate as a term. Sometimes people compare spirit and soul and think it's the same thing. That's for another time. 
but whatever your spirit soul, uh, spirit particularly is, that is the very essence of who you are. Now, what could I mean by that? Uh, I'd like to recommend that you take a look at some popular sports people. If you're not into sports, I'm so sorry. We're not going to just talk about sports on here for sure. However, if I say the name Michael Jordan, what's the first thing that's going to come to your mind? It'll probably be basketball. Well, let's just say for a moment, if the real me, my essence is a spirit. Okay. Now take Michael Jordan and his spirit. Let's say Michael Jordan's spirit came into me. What would I then be able to do? Clearly, I'd be able to play basketball, which I can't, but that'd be, that'd be quite amazing. Or, or here's another popular one, especially in our country. We have a, a hockey player born in Canada named Sidney Crosby. So let's say for just a moment, the spirit of Sidney Crosby were to enter me. Guess what I would then be able to do? Yes, I can skate, which I can't really I know, I'm a Canadian and I can't skate. I can fall and I can use the boards to stop me. So let's go back to Sydney. If his spirit were to come into me, I would be able to play hockey very, very well. Then let's, let's look at one last one. If you're into the arts and music, uh, Luciano Pavarotti. If Pavarotti, if his spirit were to come into me, what would I then be able to do really, really well? I'd be able to sing Oh, I could sing like to wow the world. They would be mesmerized by my voice if the spirit of Pavarotti were to come into me and express himself out through me. Huh. Well, if that's true, just go with this illustration. This will make sense in a moment. Um, who's, who is it that's playing basketball through me? Is it Michael Jordan or is it myself? Am I doing it? Or if I'm playing hockey and the spirit of Sydney is in me, who is doing it? Is it Sydney or me? Same thing with Pavarotti. Who is the source that's actually doing the gift? Well, some would say it's clearly Pavarotti singing because I've heard you sing. <laughs> I got it. That's fine. But there's something else in me that is the source and energy of what I'm doing. And I am participating with that spirit in the gift that's already in me by that person. Well, I want to take you a little further back because as we move on from spirit and, and the essence of who we are, I'm going to come back to it in a little bit. You'll like what I'm going to come back to. If we look back at the Garden of Eden for just a moment, because I want to draw a really important illustration from there. Adam and Eve did not know who they were. They did not know their identity before they ate the fruit, and they did not know it after they ate the fruit. It's very obvious. These two trees that are described in this garden, because we all know what those two trees are, I'll tell you in a second. The two trees are a powerful lesson for us. So let's compare them and let's see what we can learn from these two trees. So the first tree in the garden is called the tree of life. The other tree is called the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. But let's, let's picture the tree of life for just a moment. And usually, and I'll tell you this, uh, in most uh, places, especially in the New Testament, when it speaks of life, it is often and most often referring or speaking of Jesus Christ. Jesus equals life. We can't forget that. So let's go back to a New Testament text that talks about that essence. In John 15, 4 and 5, Jesus says, Abide in me, and I in you. 
as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. So, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him, he bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Wow. That uh, I'm going to read one more time from the Passion Translation. And please listen carefully. You've not heard it like this. This is, this is beautiful in, in what this text, text says. John 15, verses 4 and 5. Jesus says, So you must remain in life union with me. For I remain in life union with you. For as a branch severed from the vine will not bear fruit, so your life will be fruitless unless you live your life intimately joined to mine. Verse 5. I am the sprouting vine. You are my branches. As you live in union with me as your source, fruitfulness will stream from within you. But when you live separated from me, you are powerless. Wow. We bear fruit how? We bear it by simply abiding. That's what Jesus is telling us. Living in constant dependence on the life of Christ and trusting him to animate his life through us. Just like those illustrations of the hockey player, basketball player, and singer, if their lives were animated through me, you would hear the singing, you'd play the basketball, you would, um, you would see the uh, uh, hockey playing going on and the skating, all that stuff. But I'll tell you, the source is something other than who I thought I was. It's not my ego. It's not my flesh. It is the very life of that spirit. And I want to declare to you today, you have the spirit of Christ in union with you. The life of Christ is in you. It is, you are possessed by his life. I, I use that word possessed. Rethink it. Imagine the life of Christ in you as you, living his life through you, animating himself. And that's what this text is saying when Jesus said, abide in me. I want to live my life out through you. At Hope Fellowship, I've used this phrase, um, Christ lives in you and he wants out. <laughs> just chew on that for just a moment. It's, it is while abiding that our behavior will begin to reflect the abiding Christ. Our behavior does not always reflect the life of Christ in us. There are times where clearly in my own behavior, I don't reflect his life. I'm reflecting something that is not representative of my true identity. I act like who I am not often, and I don't want that to be the pattern. This tree, this tree of life that describes Jesus can really be called the tree of grace. In Colossians 3, 3-4, it tells us this, For you died when Christ died. Your real life is hidden with Christ in God. And when Christ, who is your real life, is revealed to the whole world, Oh, you will share in all his glory. Th this verse alone, I could stay here for the rest of, the, of our time together and just, just eat every word and, and dissect it and realize the grace of Christ already indwells us. Wake up to this good news. 
I want to declare the, the reconciliation of what Christ has done already. If you don't believe it, it's no good to you. You will live your life totally based on your concept of who you think God is, where he is, if he's part of you or not. If you do not believe he is in you, you're going to act like it. I even had the bold audacity to think as a, for many, many years that if I behaved well, Christ would be with me. When I misbehaved and acted in opposition to what the scriptures would say, so to speak, then Christ um, would not be with me. He would leave me. But when I discovered he's in me, oh my, everything changed. John eleven twenty five. Jesus told her, I am the resurrection and the life. Those who believe in me, even though they die like everyone else, will live again. Jesus is your life. He is your source, your spirit. You are one with him in the spirit. Therefore, that is your life. That is your source. You are filled, infused with a life force, a powerhouse of God's grace. You lack nothing. In John 14, 6, it says, Jesus told him, I am the way the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. This is beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Let's take a look at the other tree for just a moment. We're not going to be able to finish today. Uh, we'll uh, continue next time uh, on this. But let's, let's, let's at least stop at this part here. Um, the other tree, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, uh, this is a tree that represents something quite big. It, it basically pictures a system of performance and rules instead of rest, like the Christ tree, the life tree. So this other tree, we're not told to eat from it. Adam and Eve were told not to eat from it, and they did. And maybe we'll find out what their motive was. Maybe we've not, well, we have not talked about it here yet, but we will. And maybe I may present a fresh new perspective on what really happened there and what their motives may have been. It's worth looking at. From any tree of the garden you may eat freely, but from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat from it, you shall surely die. Guess what? You are alive. Let's come back next time and we'll finish up on this section on those two trees. Thanks for joining us. Martin Small Engines and Auto Clinic in Elmira is more than small engines. Like their name says, Martin's is also a full-service auto clinic focused on automotive repair and service, brakes, tires, local lockout service, and so much more. Whatever you need, Martin's can do it. For that small-town feel with large shop quality, trust a team that really cares. Martin's Small Engines and Auto Clinic, Industrial Drive Elmira and martinselmira.com. Are your kids looking for some outdoor fun this March break? It's not far from your own backyard. At Conestoga River Horseback Adventures, pony rides for ages 2 years and up, camp for 5 and up, lessons for 7 and up, trails are 11 and up when the ice is not around. Sign the kids up now for March break camp before they get cabin fever. At Conestoga River Horseback Adventures, 519-888-6503 and horsebackadventures.ca.
You've been listening to Still Growing in Grace. I'm Pastor Mike Zenker, and I'd like to invite you to join me next Tuesday morning at 11.30 when our teaching time will continue. Or join us at 10.30 every Sunday morning at Hope Fellowship, your community church located on the second floor of the St. Jacob's Outlet Mall. If this show has been an encouragement to you, won't you help us spread this good news? Make your donation today by visiting stillgrowingingrace.ca. You can also catch up on past programs, watch YouTube videos of our talks, and download our weekly podcasts. Sign up for our email list and send in your questions. After all, no one has arrived, and we are all still growing in grace.